Um, the Beth Din of America, widely regarded as one of the leading Jewish religious courts in North America, will host a community outreach seminar with leading religious and legal scholars addressing some of the most critical legal issues affecting the Jewish community today, including when and how to come to the court to adjudicate commercial disputes, the role of lawyers in based in dispute resolution, and halachic prenuptial agreements. The seminar takes place this coming Sunday, February the 17th, at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst on Spruce Street in Cedarhurst. Sessions start at 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. It'll also stream live on yutorah.org. CLE credits are available free of charge to legal professionals from certain areas of the country, including California, Connecticut, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania through the National Academy of Continuing Legal Education. To register, visit visit bethdin.org slash register, bethdin.org slash register. Many distinguished speakers expected this coming Sunday with us live via telephone. Um, Oh, and by the way, as the event is happening at the unusual Lawrence Cedarhurst, another one's going to be taking place the following day. Um, on uh, Monday, the 18th of February at Congregation Keter Torah, Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. With us live via telephone is Rabbi Shlomo Weissman, the director of the Beth Din of America. Rabbi Weissman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks very much. Good morning, Nachum. Good to speak to you. All right, so I, I appreciate that. Great having you on. So, okay, so there, there are two seminars. One's happening in the Five Towns Sunday and then the other one happens on Monday morning. Are they identical, same speakers, same program? Uh, a, a lot of similar speakers, a lot of overlap in the speakers, different program altogether. The speakers are going to talk about different uh, topics. We try to mix it up so that each program has a good mix of uh, getting people a sense of what we do at the Best End of America, from uh, commercial arbitration in, in the form of Dine Torah, uh, to uh, the prenup that we're famous for, our, our important prenuptial agreement that couples sign before they get married. Uh, so we're going to try to cover it all with a, a wide array of really interesting speakers. Uh, so many things to discuss. Is the prenup from the Beth Din of America essentially accepted across the board at this time? How would you describe its level of acceptance among rabbinic leadership in our community? Well, I guess it depends on how you define it uh, across the board. Within the what you'd call the modern Orthodox community, the core community affiliated with the Rabbinical Council of America, let's say, or Yeshiva University, I think it's pretty much accepted across the board. For years, the Rabbinical Council of America has been passing resolutions encouraging their rabbis uh, to use the prenup, requiring their rabbis uh, to, to use the prenup. Um, and, and across that community, it's, it's uh, pretty much an accepted uh, understanded uh, fact that uh, that couples who are getting married are going to sign the prenup. Uh, beyond that community, um, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit more of a stretch. Although there are uh, there are indications that more and more people um, across the the spectrum are, are are embracing are embracing the prenup. So, so, if anything, it's going in that direction. There, there's no the, the major objections or obstacles that I'm sure the Beth then had to go through at the beginning of this whole thing. Uh, that that is not something you're facing at this point. I think that's right. Again, I think it it it, it depends on who you're talking uh, to. Right. Uh, look, Rabbi Willig, when he developed the prenup in the mid 1990s, did it with the input and in consultation with Rav Zalman Nechemia Goldberg, with Rav Avaz Yosef Zatzal, 
with a whole array of, uh, of Gedola Yisrael who are experts on, on these kinds of uh, issues, on, on Hilchos Gittin and, and, and the issues relating to the prenup. Uh, so it certainly enjoys a, uh, a broad uh, support among, among Gedola Yisrael. There are people who have expressed concerns. And I, look, between me and you, I think, between me and you and all your listeners, I think uh, the, the objections to the prenup are, by and large, cultural rather than halachic. That's, that's the real sense we have. Got it. Uh, that, it's, the, it's, yeah. the, it's the old halachically, I really have no objection, I'm just not comfortable with it, that type of thing. That's right. I think, by and large, that's, that's where you find people coming out. Uh, that's not to say you don't hear some halachic objections right. from some people in some corners, but, right. uh, but by and large, uh, I think that's the issue. Rabbi Shlomo Weissman's with us. He's the director of the Beth Din of America. Reminder... Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, starting at 9 a.m. this coming Sunday. Congregation Keter Torah, the Romer Synagogue in Teaneck, 9 a.m. this coming Monday. Now, who is this for? Is it for everybody across the board in our community? Are our men and women invited? Must you have some type of legal or rabbinic decree, degree rather in order to participate in this seminar? Who is this for on Sunday in the Five Towns and Monday in Bergen County? It, it's for absolutely everyone. Everyone's invited, men and women, people with uh, uh, rabbinic backgrounds, people with legal backgrounds, people with no such background at all. We're really trying to showcase uh, what we do at the Best Inn of America. Um, you know, as I started to say, we, we, we're well known for our prenup, but right. what we do goes far beyond that. We are um, more and more active by the day in terms of uh, the Din Torah practice that we, that we have. Uh, people who have disputes, whether it be uh, family disputes in the form of matrimonial disputes, people getting divorced, or business disputes um, within the uh, within the community, they can come to us and we arbitrate, uh, sometimes mediate those disputes. Um, that's an important service we offer because, after all, it's prohibited for uh, Jews to litigate in secular court, generally speaking. There is a uh, prohibition against litigating in secular court. Um, aside from the prohibition, uh, best in arbitration is a more efficient, uh, less costly way of resolving disputes. It's done confidentially. It's done with people who have good cultural sensitivity to the unique issues that sometimes arise in these disputes. Uh, and we do it with a high level of professionalism that I think makes us stand apart from anyone else. Um, uh, we, we staff cases with uh, subject matter, ex- matter experts, business people, attorneys who understand the complexities of sometimes complex disputes that arise from business transactions. Um, and we, we, we do it under a, a published set of rules and procedures so that there's predictability in the process. It's a process that attorneys are very comfortable with because it looks uh, something like secular arbitration. It's, it's something like you'd see at the American Arbitration Association. Right. Um, um, all right so wait and, a... and that's what we're trying to showcase. All right, a couple of things, Rabbi. Uh, first of all, uh, j- j- just to just to make sure that, that, that my phone and your phone doesn't ring all day today, um, th- th- I assume there are situations or under rabbinic guidelines, there are times when people, in fact, if they do find themselves in a secular court, that that would be halakhically either fine or acceptable. I don't want people to think that. I don't want people to be under the impression that you know the, the, those out there who who are in secular court, you know, might be doing something wrong. Hopefully, they're consulting with proper rabbinic authorities if, in fact, they are uh, invited to or or forced business wise to be in a secular court. Would that be a good way to put it? I think that's right. Yes, there are situations where it is permissible to go to secular court. 
Thank if you. you really want to know when and how you can go to secular court, come Sunday or Monday right. to our program. Excellent. One of the things on the agenda. Secondly, uh, frankly, this is brilliant. I don't remember, uh, and, be, and, and I'm you know I'm a pretty <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pretty with it you know in, insider in the Jewish world, and I would not be able to explain to someone the role of the Beth Din of America. I think this is brilliant that you're coming to the community and explaining to everybody exactly what it is that you do and to what degree you know people can utilize your services and why it's an advantage in many cases to utilize your services. I mean, I, th- I think this is brilliant. So Sunday, people have an opportunity in the five towns to find out all about this, and Monday they have an opportunity in Bergen County to find out about all this. And, and it'll, be, it'll be a very impressive roster of speakers, am I right? That's right. We have Rabbi Willig, who's the Skan of Bezdin of the Bezdin of America, um, and a Rosh Yeshiva at Yeshiva University, well known to, to listeners of your show. Sure. Uh, he's going to be uh, uh, kicking off each of the two events, uh, speaking first uh, Sunday morning and Monday morning. Um, Rabbi Yonah Reese, who is the Av Bezdin of the Chicago Rabbinical Council and the Hover Bezdin of the Bezdin of America, also Rosh Yeshiva at Yeshiva University, he's going to be speaking. Um, Jordana Mondro, who's an attorney uh, who works at the Bezden of America, handling our cases, basically managing our caseload. Uh, she's going to be speaking about procedural issues that arise in the context of Dine Torah at the Bezden of America. Uh, professor Avi Helfand, Michael Avi Helfand, who is a uh, professor at Pepperdine University in uh, Malibu in, uh, near Los Angeles, um, and, a, and a noted lecturer, he's going to be speaking on both days. Um, Binyamin Kamenetsky, uh, who is a partner at uh, Davis Polk and Wardwell, a very prominent lawyer in our community, who is the president. Uh, he heads up our, our lay board uh, at the Bethlehem of America. He's going to be talking about legal issues relating to the prenup. So it really is an impressive lineup of speakers. Okay, Rabbi Weissman, two things. Number one, you mentioned this uh, earlier in this conversation. Um, it, it does seem, with whatever familiarity that I do have in terms of the Beth Din, and I guess we could say generally in terms of the way a responsible Bayes Din in our community generally works, it does seem that arbitration, true arbitration, or one may say true compromise, is really the initial goal of the Beth Din, very different than what we normally see in a secular court. Uh, is there some truth to that, that that in reality the great rabbinic figures who are adjudicating, who are judging these cases, uh, their, their number one priority is to try to bring some type of reasonable compromise to both parties? That's by and large true. Jewish law does prefer compromise. Um, uh, there's certainly a great uh, deal of uh, emphasis put on compromise and trying to get parties to agree on on some sort of uh, settlement. Uh, but I want to clear up a misconception. Sure. A lot of people think that if they come to a, uh, a Bezdin with their dispute, they are inevitably going to be told to uh, kind of split the baby. Right. That if they're there fighting... Right. Maybe everyone should just, you know, kind of take half and go home. Right, and the majority, and the majority, and the majority of cases that I've heard, not necessarily Bethan of America, but that I've heard that have gone to Bezdin, especially with well-known, responsible, you know, great Rosh Hashiva and rabbis at the helm, normally end that way. That could be. That could be that. But but it's really a voluntary process. Meaning, at the Bethan of America, just as often, uh, maybe if not more. As, as we settle a case by bringing the parties together and kind of talking out the issues and, 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 and encouraging them to settle, we'll issue a decision on the merits. If, if the parties are far apart or really have completely opposite views of uh, the merits of the case, 
it'll go to uh, a, a trial, essentially, an arbitration, and we will issue a decision on the merits. We don't shy away from giving everything to one side if they if they win the case. Uh, so it's not it's not true uh, that that Buffy Dinner, particularly the best in America, uh, I could tell you uh, specifically, uh, it's not true that we split the baby. It's not true that we just go with compromise. We will we'll we'll call it as it is. Interesting. And the other one is an even more sensitive question, frankly. But since you're on the phone line, I'm going to ask you. Um, there are people in the community who feel sometimes they might be at a disadvantage because of the natural association that the other party might have with the orthodox world or with you know rabbinic leaders and this is not a criticism this is this is something that happens very often naturally we know how close knit the jewish community is so i'm not accusing anybody of god forbid favoring someone or doing something unfair on someone's behalf just simply because of the association that certain people or groups have with each other, there are often times where the other party feels they are not as connected to the Jewish world and they will not be heard as well as this, you know, established person in the community will be heard. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this as delicately as possible. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm referring to. What would you say to people who are hesitant to go to the Bethden of America or any Bethden because they are, they simply feel they're not really part of the community the way others may be? So I, I appreciate your, your raising the issue. It's an important issue. I can tell you this. At the best end of America, we have very clear guidelines uh, that allow us to navigate the, these kinds of uh, conflicts of interest and, and, uh, and, and issues. We have rules and procedures that specifically talk about recusal of Dayanim. Uh, at the beginning of every Din Torah, whenever we have a, a dispute, the very first thing we do is we go around the room. Each person introduces themselves on the record. Um, and discloses any potential conflicts of interest, any past relationships they might have with any of the Dayanim, with the Bethan of America as an institution. Uh, and we are very clear that Dayanim who have any kind of connection, even remote connection with any litigant, need to disclose it on the record, and we need to talk it out. If, if there is a possibility of a conflict of interest, that Dayan will recuse himself and will appoint another Dayan. It's something we're very sensitive about, and I think we do an excellent job fielding that issue. So, uh, so the, if the parties that come to us um, leave, some of them are not happy with the outcome because they think that that you know they should have won. Right. But but no one leaves uh, complaining that we were somehow show favoritism to one side or the other. So, if someone was in a, a one of the rabbis or, or decisor shear, or their husband was in one of the rabbis shear, that rabbi's off the case immediately. Uh, that's right, unless the other side is comfortable with right. the level of association. I mean, right. sometimes the, 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 when we do that disclosure at the beginning of a Din Torah, it's almost like a wild game of Jewish geography. You know, <laughs> I, your cousin I, was in my shear right. 30 years ago. You know. <laughs> I, uh, I got, I got to come and record one of those sessions. They must be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, right. And how many rabbis are assigned to each case? Is it always the same, or sometimes it could be different? Typical case is heard by three Dayanim. If it's a small, relatively small case, usually under twenty or $10,000, um, we will have it heard by one Dayan to save on cost. And what if it's somebody who comes, what if two people come to you 
who are friendly. They just want to, they want a religious, you know, they want a religious uh, settlement. They want to know what to do because, you know, one claims that, uh, you know, the other one owes me 10 grand for this, for what happened in this situation. The other one says, I really don't think I owe you anything. And they come to you and they say, you know what? There is a rabbi that both of us really trust and really enjoy. Is, is that something that you as a Beth Din would help set up for that rabbi who may not be associated with you to be involved? Or do you simply say to them, you know what, if this is the way you guys think, just go to that rabbi and have him, you know, arbitrate the case. Yeah, I would say if if uh, if they're comfortable with a particular rabbi, um, they're both on the same page. We would we, we would certainly not we would certainly not uh, encourage them to do anything other than just go to that rabbi. Um, what we offer is kind of an infrastructure for uh, setting this up and administering the case in a professional way. You know, uh, uh, we we provide the dayanim. Our dayanim have the expertise, have the experience in dealing with these kind of cases in a way that not every rabbi has. Um, but, you know, it's really obviously up to the people if they're, they're comfortable with a particular rabbi outside of our, our organization right. that, that works also. And familial issues, I assume, are the most sensitive ones. It's not the monetary ones that, that, that give the rabbi sleepless nights, right? I think that's probably right, especially when you're talking about issues of, of custody, visitation, right. and things like that. Those are the toughest cases. Um, and, can, sure. and, no and, and can those decisions be binding? I mean, we know what custody cases mean in the U.S. and how seriously the court system takes them. Can can your decisions be binding when it comes to uh, you know, two people trying to decide what visitation other thing, and custody you know is going to look like down the road? Uh, the answer is that that's really the exception to the rule. Generally speaking, our decisions are binding when it comes to commercial uh, cases, when it comes even to the financial aspects of a divorce. When it comes to custody and visitation, ultimately the courts retain final jurisdiction over that. Right. Um, but I would say that, that courts have historically kind of looked with deference to our decisions. When we do our, our, our work properly uh, and issue a decision that's reasoned and that explains how we got to the conclusion we did, and when the courts see that we staff these cases not only with Dayanim and with lawyers, but with mental health professionals when appropriate. When we right. hear a custody and visitation case, um, very often, Dr. David Palkovitz will will uh, will sit on the case. Right. Uh, Dr. Gabriel Fagan. We have you know prominent members of the mental health community who help us out uh, in deciding those cases. Um, courts courts look favorably to that. And I can tell you that in New Jersey, actually, uh, arbitration decisions on custody and visitation are are often enforceable. Actually, and, and so so you might have a judge in a secular court actually cite, I-, I am happy with the way the religious court handled this case and I'm taking their recommendation or something like that, it, it could happen that they would actually reference your court? Yeah, yeah. It, it, wow. it has happened. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So basically the Bethden of America tour, which is in the five towns Sunday and Bergen County Monday, is literally there to educate people, everybody, whoever's interested as to what you do and why you're such an important resource in our community, right? That's, That's exactly right. We hope uh, as many Very people smart. Uh, show up as, as, as Very smart. Rabbi Weissman, I don't know who in the back room of, of your organization thought of this idea. Very, very smart and really appreciated. I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who are going to appreciate this very much. Uh, everybody out there, you get to hear a very distinguished panel uh, describe the, uh, the role of the Bethden of America and some of the cases that uh, that they have adjudicated. Uh, the seminar uh, takes place in the five towns, uh, Young Israel of Lawrence, Cedarhurst, on Spruce Street in Cedarhurst, starting at 9 a.m. on Sunday. 
It'll also stream live on yutorah.org. Monday's sessions begin at 9 a.m. at the Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Information about all of this, <clears throat> bethdin.org, B-E-T-H-D-I-N.org. And if you want CLE credits, which are available in a bunch of states, including most of the ones that we're speaking to, uh, go to bethdin.org slash register. Again, that's bethdin.org slash register. I assume that's a pretty easy process, right, Rabbi? Yeah, it's a Google form. You fill it right out. It's going to be not only uh, live in those locations, but also if you can't make it, it'll be streamed over whyutower.org. You can right. get CLE credit over the uh, over the Internet. Pretty amazing. All right. Uh, where's the Beth of America based? We are at uh, 305 7th Avenue, 7th oh, and 27th. New York City. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Great job. I think right. uh, I think it's going to be a really important event. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. Nothing. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Rabbi Shlomo Weissman, the director of the Beth Din of America. Very, very important event. Very smart for the Beth Din of America to do this, so that our community could learn more and more about their role and to get rid of a lot of misconceptions about what the Beth Din does and what their interests are. Thursday morning broadcast at five minutes before 8 o'clock. You're listening to JM in the AM.